Strip Supply acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Yagara and Turrbal people. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Strip Pod, your weekly diabetes fix where we strip back the stigma for real, honest conversations about life beyond the numbers. I'm Ash, a passionate diabetes advocate and founder of Strip Supply. And I'm Braden, the co-host without a working pancreas. Coming up on today's pod, we do a deep dive on the science behind how exercise affects blood sugar levels. But first, Braden, how's your week? My week's been good, Ash. I had a really good weekend. Um, I started the weekend with a little park run on Saturday morning, which is really good. Um, so I did the Sandgate park run. So um, there was, I checked my email after, I think there's about 400 people that did it. So uh, shout out to everyone who was down there at Sandgate park run on Saturday morning. Um, I had my nephew's first birthday on Saturday as well. So oh, cute. Yeah, it actually was. It was a really nice morning. Um, it was just at the sensory play group where they go for, their sensory play um, and there was a whole heap of other kids about the same age. So oh, it little was, toddler things. It was a really nice morning um, and of course there was cake and food and it was just really fun, really wholesome. Um, of course, then I followed it up with a beer and a pizza so just to ruin the wholesome <laughs> vibe. <laughs> it's all about balance. Uh, it is, yeah. Um, no, I caught up with some friends. So I caught up with some friends at, at Revel Brewing Co. at Balimba um, after the first birthday. And we just went for a beer and a pizza, which was really nice. Of course, a diabetic nightmare trying to bowl us for a, a pizza. Oh. You never know what you're going to get. Right? I love like, seeing the memes about it, though. It's it's honestly just a carb-counting nightmare. Um, so, of course, took a well-educated guess. Probably came up real short, but... Um, nothing that a cheeky little blood sugar level uh, check can't fix. Nothing a little bolus can't fix. No, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I then, Sunday, I hit the Redcliffe Markets on Sunday morning, which was also really nice. So, uh, before the rain came in on Sunday, we went to the Redcliffe Markets. Um, <laughs> another carp counting nightmare. <laughs> um <laughs> A Miscellaneous Viet- market food. <laughs> yeah. uh, all the food things on the weekend. The Vietnamese pork roll and the Danish. Oh. Good luck. Did you just Good luck. did you walk in and think, okay, what is gonna be the hardest food to bowl us for here? Yeah. Yeah, great. I did. great. Did I do well? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I have faith. It was it was really tricky. Um took a well educated guess there as well. I mean a Danish. Who knows how many Carbs is, are in a Danish. What is even in a Danish though? Like what is it made of? Pastry, sugar. What is pastry though? Fruit. I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, so took a well-educated guess there. Oh, don't even know if it was well, but took an educated guess. Um, Saturday Arvo, Sunday, Sunday Arvo, Sunday Arvo. Just took a nice little productive therapeutic afternoon around the house. Um, just fixing up a few things and then we got stuck right into my partner's wardrobe. Um, because it was bursting at the seams. Oh, like you said to, to take some outfits off her hands. I've, I've keep telling her no more clothes until you get rid of some, right? Okay. And it got to the point where it was literally just chaos in her cupboard. And how do you find it goes when you tell your partner to stop buying clothes? Is, well, that, a, is that a good conversation that to was, have? That was actually her suggestion. Okay, I'm she, sure if it was. She <laughs> uh, we'll get her on the show one week and uh, yeah, I can confirm <laughs> get that. Get the real story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, she no, she told me she's like, I really need to go through my wardrobe, and I find that stuff really therapeutic, right? If you go through, you throw out anything that you know is no good, you can donate clothes that are donatable and sell anything that you know you don't want anymore. Um, and then of course I went through and like organized it into like work outfits, pants, skirts, shorts, shirts. So I found it really therapeutic. How, um, how would you even know? <laughs> I can't imagine a guy picking up like a no. skirt and being like, this is definitely a work skirt. Well, she was there, right? So, okay, she, yeah. so she, she was, telling she was me. overseeing. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And I was just sort of putting it into place and, um, I found it really therapeutic. It was fun. Oh, good. I'm so um, glad for you. Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to come do my wardrobe next? Oh, uh, no. Maybe for like a carton of beer. Well, maybe you found your <laughs> new calling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wardrobe king. Um, now, I think I might have entered my reading era. Stop it. I know. Welcome. Never thought I would see the day. Oh, we're so happy to have you here. I... <laughs> While I was at um, I was at Dimmix, I was buying a couple of little books for my little nephew for his birthday. Mm-hmm. I saw this one book and it really took my interest. It was called "Everyone on This Train Is a Suspect." Ooh, I've heard good things about that Have one. You? Yeah, it yes. was on like the bestseller shelf, yep. and it's like an international bestseller. It really took my interest, so I bought it. Have you? Seen I haven't yet, <laughs> but watch this space because I'm going to Adelaide on the weekend mm. and I'll need something to do on the plane. Yeah, reading so, on the plane is the best. I will start reading it on the plane mm-hmm. and I will report back next week. I'll let you know. I'm really excited about that. TikTok says really good things about that book, Does which is where really? I get all of my best the recommendations. The old TikTok. TikTok coming through with the goods. Coming through with the goods. Coming through. Um, and then yesterday, so Monday Arvo, I actually just went for a 10K run in the Arvo. Oh, just just a casual, yeah, just a casual ten k. Yeah, just casual, you know, ten uh, k's. No, I have a really busy week this week, so I thought I'd nut out a ten k on the Monday over just to start my week, um, which was really nice. I went down to Sandgate again, um, and from the Shorncliffe Pier. So if anyone is listening is from Brisbane, Shorncliffe Pier, almost up to the Redcliffe Bridge and back. It was ten k's. Um, so it was a really nice run. I saw actually I saw a couple of diabetics while I was running who were repping the CGMs, which I love. So oh, we love that. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. Um, it was nice to see some fellow diabetics out and about on a Monday Arvo. Mm. Um, now, I was aiming for 55 minutes for 10Ks, right? So, that's five and a half minutes per kilometre. Very ambitious. Which is pretty good timing. Mm. Um, and I ended up with an OCD's absolute dream. Oh, yeah. I ended up with 55 minutes and 55 seconds. No, you didn't. I did. Oh, yeah. that was so 55, satisfying. 55. So, <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I did not just do that. Oh, I hope you saved that to Strava or something. I did, yeah. If you're on Strava, add me. Um, <laughs> so, you can share your <laughs> runs with someone. I love a bit of someone. Strava support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll follow you back. Um, which, Ash, hmm. I have a couple of things to add about that. So, firstly, my BGLs after the run okay um so before i started my level was about Mm 5.5 so i tucked into me little ellen's party mix jar that i have yep love it just had a couple of lollies Mm -hmm. went for me run um then went to the shops after and then reconnected so i was probably disconnected for a good hour and a half hour 40 Mm. maybe which is quite a while this is how all your good stories start is with a run and a disconnection (laughs) (laughs) it's Kind of the story of my life, really. <laughs> um, so I did that and checked my level when I got home, 
and it was 7.5. So I like, bang on. I was pretty happy with that, mm. considering I'd just been for a 10K run, smacked down some lollies before I went for it. Nailed it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Woo, high five. <laughs> um, then I had dinner. I had a chicken wrap. So, like, nothing too outrageous that I didn't know how to bowl us for. So I did, obviously, all the carb counting. <laughs> um, so don't at me for that. But my level after that was... It was over 15. I think it was about 15 and a half. So, don't know uh, if that was like a delayed high from mm. being disconnected for so long. Um, my body sort of, Yeah, my body sort of starts to feel a little bit strange after a long run. Um, and I don't know if that's because I'm using all the all the glucose in my sugar like mm. during the run, um, which hopefully I might learn about today. But that did happen so really strange very um, relevant to today's episode maybe it, we yeah, can use your enough, story as a case study throughout <laughs> throughout the yeah. app today well i might learn something today mm. um but that led me to my last point and exercising and running so mm-hmm. shout out to dear friend of the show georgie collis who completed the new york city marathon on the weekend oh Woo. what a legend let's go um, so she did the 42 Ks, which is unbelievable. If you haven't listened to that episode about her lead into the New York City Marathon, jump back a couple of episodes and have a listen. Well mm. worth it. Um, I reached out to her yesterday just to see how she went. Uh, she said, and I can report this back. She's given me permission. She said it was fantastic. Things got tough around 33 Ks to about 40 Ks. Then at that point, the crowd were ramping up. The finish line was close. So pushed through. Also, was thinking about why I was doing it, which helped me get through. Jeez. So, shout out to Georgie. That's unbelievable. Um, and I believe incredible. her fundraising is actually open until, I think, Sunday. So, mm. uh, we'll probably drop it in the show notes or something. But yep, link it in she's the show aiming notes. for 10 grand, 10,000 US for JDRF. So, mm. um, let's get her across that line. Yeah, what a worthy intended. cause. Oh, I can't believe she ran 42 kilometers. That's incredible. I could not even imagine. <laughs> like, I was pretty sore. My my calves felt like they were going to explode last night. So, yeah, they were just ready to cramp up. I was cooking dinner and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, so, no, shout out to Georgie. That's uh unbelievable effort. Mm. Um, hopefully, we can get her back on the show soon. Yeah, and Have hear a chat about to her. all yeah. about how it went. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, but how's, how's your week? That's enough about me. I'm going to have a drink of this beer. <laughs> Um, yeah, speaking of beer, my week was good. Um, I, you, Brayden, you come and you record this podcast with me out of the goodness of your heart because you're so passionate about um, raising awareness about mm. diabetes in the community. Yep. And I do kind of bribe you each week with like different <laughs> drinks. Sometimes it's an energy drink. Uh, this week yep. it is a beer. And I I don't drink too many beers. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a strong pale ale. Yeah. Um, and a green beacon pale ale. Yeah, shout out to green beacon. And so I was in BWS just like I was in a rush because I've had a really busy day. Yep. I was about to reach for the green beacon brewing co pale ale, mm-hmm. the tropical wayfarer. Yeah, delicious. And then I remembered last week's episode and I was like, <laughs> oh, how many carbs are in a wayfarer? <laughs> and so then I stood in BWS for 10 minutes trying to choose a low carb beer, uh-huh. knowing absolutely nothing about any other brand of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've landed on. We landed on the new dawn because yeah. it told me it was low carb and it was pale ale, which were the two things that I needed. So it's good. Do Shout you think? out to New Dawn Brewing, yeah. I don't I like mind it. it. I think it's quite good. And it's only yeah. got 
one, no, two grams of carbs. Yeah, two grams of carbs. 1.3 standards. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it's hitting. Yep, 70% so. lower in carbohydrates than regular full-strength pale ale. There you go. So that was my diabetes moment from, from the week. Unbelievable. Well done. Congrats. Thanks um, very much. But yeah, I had, a good, I had a good week. I spent the weekend at the Gold Coast. Um, perfect weekend for it. Obviously, the weather really gave <laughs> beach vibes. <laughs> it's always the way when you're on the Gold Coast, always isn't it? Always the way. Yep. Don't go to the Gold Coast when Ashley's down there. <laughs> no, don't. I will, I will let you know when I plan to be there and just like, avoid that week. Yeah. Don't. So it rained the entire time, but that's okay. Oh, what a so it's always good to have a little change of location. Um, yeah. But I was down there doing a little uh, learn tour of diabetes clinics up and down the Gold Coast. So yeah, just cool. chatting to diabetes educators, doctors uh, about our new Strip Supply Learn platform. Yep. Um, and then today I'm really excited, Brayden, speaking of your book. Uh, and you found love for books? Yes, your new found, yes, your new found love for far. books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very excited because tonight I'm going to the oh. midnight release of Iron Flame. Yeah, right. That's that's tonight. Yep. And I'm actually um, really upset that you haven't noticed the t-shirt that I'm wearing. I did notice it, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know the correlation. So I've made myself and my friends fourth wing themed t-shirts. <laughs> I love it. I don't it. usually walk around with a t-shirt that says violent little thing. Yeah. I was wondering about that. It's a quote. If you had from something that you need to tell me or something, or if book. I needed to duck. Well, this now, week. well, now I'm concerned that is this. I don't. I didn't think that I walked around in shirts like this, but no. maybe I need to rethink my wardrobe. I honestly, I'm a male. Yeah. I didn't think twice <laughs> about it to be honest. So anyway, going to the midnight release party at Dimmicks in Brisbane. Um, got my fourth wing shirt on. Yep. I'm ready to go. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm concerned about the midnight thing. I'm concerned about my meetings tomorrow. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. How are you going to survive between now and midnight? It's 7 p.m. Yes. Well, I've got three beers to decide me. <laughs> <laughs> so this could go one of two ways. Uh, maybe we'll go to the pub after see. Maybe. Um, but yes, so good start to the week. And speaking of last week's uh, episode and the JDRF. Yeah. 15 minutes of fame yep, with Brayden. Yep. Our thumbs up, our favourite thumbs, thumbs up, up photo. Favourite JDRF photo. We had the JDRF graphic designer reach out to us. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and she oh. reached out and she said, this was me. I picked the photo. I needed one with space on the left-hand side for the text and the fact that he was smiling got it over the line. Oh, stop it. And... Direct quote from JDRF. She says, yep. I reckon it has definitely helped. With oh, the there you go. Shout out JDRF. Thank so you very you much. You're doing good things. Doing You're good welcome. Things. That's um, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Diabetes Month, um, yep. which is super exciting. Next week is World Diabetes Day, yep. which we're super excited for. Yep. Um, and a little bit of diabetes news, a new platform that's popped up. Mm-hmm. So um, I love getting Renz's uh, diabetogenic um, emails. She posts, she has this amazing blog. If you don't know who Renzi is, mm. definitely um, find her online. She um, has been living with type one for so long and she has this blog called um, Diabetogenic and she just talks about all things um, diabetes and lifestyle. Uh-huh. And she posted an update this week about a new platform called Decoded, which mm. is a new resource breaking down diabetes research into accessible, informative, um, and authentic information. Mm-hmm. So you know how much we love accessible, informative content. Yep. 
that we do. Yeah. So as soon as I saw this, I was like, we need to jump on. We need to see this. Um, and it's honestly such a great resource um, for simplifying kind of complex research studies without kind of losing any of the insight. Um, mm-hmm. So it gives you a starting point to better understand research. And it comes from the team uh, from Diabestes, which they are a great, <laughs> a great we team. Love we love that. So definitely go and check out Decoded. I'll leave, um, I'll leave a link in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds really good. Let's dive in to today's episode. <laughs> okay, let's go. So we're doing a deep dive on how exercise affects blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. And this week we are using the information in a strip supply learn module called the basics of exercise. Yep. And this module is authored by our exercise physiologist, Sam, who is living with type one himself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome guy. Such a legend. Yeah. So to kick us off, Brayden, um, tell yeah. us about how you manage diabetes while you exercise. So how often do you exercise during your week? Yeah. And what does diabetes play? What yeah. part does diabetes play in your exercise routine? Yeah. So I do multiple different forms of exercise. Uh, and I probably exercise, I would say on average, about five times a week. Um, five or six times a week. Doing the work. Well, I got to, right? I I enjoy a beer and I enjoy food way too much. So, it's all about balance. Um, but yeah, I exercise probably yeah, about five times a week. Um, and I try not to let diabetes play too much of a, a, a part in my exercise routine. Um, so, general rule of thumb for me is I will obviously, I'll always test myself before I go and do any exercise at all. Um, and... Main, I mean, the main reasons for that is obviously if you're low, you don't want to exercise while you're low. So then I'll, I'll obviously pump some sugar into my body. Um, but also on the flip of that, if your level's too high and you start to exercise, I mean, your level can, can go higher from that. Um, but if your level's high to begin with, you often feel really awful while exercising, um, like really lethargic and feel really sick in your stomach. Um, so I'll always check if my level's high, I'll correct and then go and exercise. But I always disconnect when I exercise as well. So it doesn't matter what form of exercise I do, I'll disconnect while I exercise. Um, and the main reason for that is obviously just not to be connected to my insulin pump for a little bit, but also I I just worry about breaking it, to be honest. (laughs) I don't want to sit on it if I'm doing a squat or, you know, like if I'm playing, you know, sport, I don't want to fall over and land on it. So I would worry about like getting uh, sweat on it. Yeah. They're they're so not water resistant. (laughs) No, they say they are, but I don't want to test it. I don't, I don't want to (laughs) test it. Um, (laughs) So I'll always disconnect. And then of course, as soon as I finish, I'll then recheck um, and then, make corrections as I need to. Hmm. Yeah. And like you were diagnosed quite young at a time, you know, before you were even a teenager when yeah. you're a kid and you're not actively like exercising. Yeah. Look, I, cause I was diagnosed at 12. I didn't exercise before then. Hmm. Um, so I don't really know obviously any different to what I do now. Yeah. You've kind um, of learned along the way. I have. Yeah, I really have. It's been a bit of Trial and error, mm. um, seeing what different forms of exercise do to my level. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that, that's how I manage it. Mm. 
So we do actually have um, a voice note from someone in our community who has a little bit of a different experience mm. with exercise. Obviously, we love to hear from our community. Yes. And each week on Strip Supplies Instagram, we do um, let everyone know what that week's um, podcast episode is. And if you mm-hmm. have an experience you want to share, please send in a voice note. Please do, yeah. So this week, Caitlin has plugged in and she sent through a voice note about her experience with exercise when she was first diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Now, she was diagnosed in her late 20s, so okay. very different from you. Yeah. Very and yeah. she was very into exercise like yeah. pretty much you know our age like we exercise really frequently it's a yep. big part of our week yep. and then she was diagnosed with this life-changing condition and she was told that she couldn't go to the gym for six weeks yeah i don't know how i'd survive with that even i mean i went overseas for eight weeks and i still managed to exercise so i don't know how i would mm. oh, i don't know how i'd do that to be honest so this is caitlin's experience yeah let's go when i was diagnosed Three years ago, I was banned from exercise for, I think it was about six weeks. And coming from a person who gymmed six times a week, seven times a week, it was pretty hard. And basically, what I did is I just came home and watched TV for those six weeks, and it was quite boring. Um, I know that they had no reasons on banning me but it made it harder to get back into the gym after being diagnosed yeah so basically I manage it very well three years later and even though sometimes it's hard it's it's easier to keep my blood sugar maintained if I exercise as much as I do so so that would be so hard mm. if you're someone who uses exercise in your weekly routine, yeah. probably as a mood booster, yeah. a way to regulate your emotions, yeah. something you look forward to in your day. Yeah. And then that's just taken away when you have this big life-changing diagnosis. And yeah. um, see, so yeah, I thought that was a really interesting experience that we wanted to share. Absolutely. And like you just said, you know, um, exercise is as much mental as it is physical. So... Um, the benefits it has on your mental health to then not to then be told that you're not allowed to exercise would be so hard. Um, so shout out to you, Caitlin, for overcoming that adversity, and thank you for also sharing your experience. It's um, very eye-opening, that's for sure. Mm. But obviously, the reason why you know a diagnosis you are told to. Uh, hit pause and exercise mm. is because it is so complicated with yep. diabetes and that's what we're going to dive into now yeah so can i give you a little exercise bgl pop quiz Ooh, Braden? who wants to be a millionaire yeah let's, let's put you in the hot seat so <laughs> i'm going to give you a form of exercise and i want you to tell me if you think it would raise or lower your blood glucose okay okay are you ready yeah i'm ready lifting weights uh raise a round of sprints mm, lower a long walk. Raise. A long run. Lower. A yoga class. Um, raise. A football game. Lower. Walking the dog. Raise. Swimming laps in the pool. Uh, lower. Running your mouth. <laughs> I should be good at this one. <laughs> lower. <laughs> So those were some good answers. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong just yet mm. because I want to ex- uh, explain why exercise has such a different effect 
on your blood glucose levels. Uh-huh. And to start off with, we're going to get our exercise physiologist, Sam, to explain why the intensity of exercise is really subjective to the person. Mm-hmm. So uh, a 3K run for you might yep. only take 10 minutes because you're a runner. But for me, it might take 25 <laughs> minutes. Hey, <laughs> and better that, than not doing it at all. Let's, let's go there. And the intensity, like I'm sure my heart rate's going to spike a lot further than yours will. Um, You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our exercise physiologist, Sam, explaining different intensities of exercise and very, very generally the effect it's going to have on your blood glucose. Short and sharp, 10 hundred meter sprints. That's more likely to put your blood sugar up. Whereas if you do a long, slow piece of exercise, you know, a slow 5 or 10k jog, that's going to bring your blood glucose down. So the more short, sharp and intense, the more likely blood glucose will raise. The longer, slower, lower intensity, the more likely it is to reduce your blood glucose. So, Brayden, does that surprise you? That absolutely shocks me. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've been exercising um, or doing forms of exercise pretty much uh, since probably 2012, 2013. So, 10 years. Um, And... Honestly, most of the time when I exercise, I've always just sort of taken an educated guess. But to hear that is absolutely mind-blowing. So, Brayden, I'm going to get all informative on you. I'm ready to teach you something. Right out. So, exercise directly affects our blood glucose stores. So, while you need to be careful about keeping an eye on your blood glucose levels anyway, it's even more important with exercise. Yes. Can confirm. So, you're moving your body, your glucose is being converted into energy, and your levels start to drop. Yep. Making sense so far? Yep. And if you haven't eaten anything and you're not replacing those glucose stores, it's pretty easy to see how this can go downhill pretty quickly if you're not careful. Yep. Which is exactly what you do when you go for a run. You check your levels. If you're kind of right on, bang on, you'll have some sugar to amp yourself up. And I I have been on runs before where I can feel my level going low, Mm. Um, especially those longer runs where I'll have to duck off and you know, duck to the Seven Eleven or duck to the night owl or something to get mm. myself a juice or something. Um, so that definitely, yeah, that definitely does happen. So the science behind it is that your body actually can't tell the difference between stress and exercise. I can. <laughs> <laughs> but exercise is just your body being under stress, right? Yeah. So, if you go hard at the gym or on the footy field, Mm -hmm. your body can react the same way as if you were being chased by a bear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be chased by a bear, so I don't want to have that feel. You don't want to be chased by a bear. Um, But yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. So, your body reacts to exercise like, let's say, sprinting the same way it would in an emergency, like the very real common scenario about being chased by a bear, which is the scenario that Sam uses um, in the module um, about exercise, Mm -hmm. meaning your body releases the glucose being stored in your liver into your bloodstream. Yeah. And this is what causes your blood glucose levels to shoot up. So remember on last week's episode, we talked about how the liver has this little superpower where it does actually store glucose. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So very male. Yep. Um, but it doesn't need to multitask anymore because you're not drinking alcohol. So no. in today's episode with exercise, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fully capable of releasing that glucose um, while you're exercising. Yeah. And that's what shoots your blood glucose levels up. Isn't that amazing? Mm. So generally, high-intensity exercise causes this type of response, but it can vary depending on the individual. Right. So like for you, 
you know, um, grabbing a barbell and doing 10, you know. Curls. Sure. Squats. Sure. Something. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be really different to me doing the same exercise. Yeah. Yeah. It's all dependent on our heart rates and yep. the intensity of that exercise to our personal body. Yeah. Wow. That's so fascinating. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm learning stuff. So back to our pop quiz. Generally speaking, the higher the intensity of the exercise, the more likely your body is to respond as if that bear is on your heels. Yeah, I could imagine. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty high intensity <laughs> if a bear was on your heels. Yeah, yeah. But it also depends on the amount of time your body is under that stress and your mm. overall level of fitness. Yeah. So if you're doing a longer run at a lower intensity as opposed to short high intensity sprints, that's when you're more likely to see your blood sugars drop. Yep. Super simple, right? Yep. Yep, I understand this completely. <laughs> Clear as day. Yep. So, Brayden, tell us about the different kind of exercises that you do in your week. Yeah, okay. So, I go to the gym um, probably three times a week. Do you lift some weights? I do weights. Mm-hmm. That's where I purely just do weights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would probably say... That my my heart rate might go high for a short period of time, um, but obviously I'm not doing that really long burst of cardio. Mm, it's probably going to be like pretty stable and pretty like mid. Yeah, rate. yeah, like it, it's a pretty low. I'd say uh, normally it's around that ninety hundred, mm-hmm. um, so not high. Um, I play beach volleyball, mm-hmm. so a lot of short sharp bursts of energy. Um, where I see my heart rate go up a fair bit, um, obviously because you're playing in sand, so it's a lot harder to move. Yeah, so you, like it jumping, takes a lot more energy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, touch footy. Mm. So touch footy, uh, 40 minutes of pretty intense cardio, mm-hmm. um, where obviously you've got that, that level of cardio that's pretty steady, but then also the short, sharp bursts of sprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also do a lot of running, so... I'll do 5K runs. Obviously, uh, yesterday, Monday, I did a 10K run mm. where my heart rate, I checked it, was sitting around 170, which is pretty high. Um, but when I'm doing a 5K run and I'm really trying to get as fast as I can, so say park run, for example, mm-hmm. I see my heart rate sort of peak around 188. So, yeah, wow. pretty high. Yeah. Yep. And do you notice that your blood levels... Are different for these different kinds of exercises. Do yeah. you do you approach them differently? I, I don't approach them differently mm. per se. Um, obviously, I'll always do my same routine of checking, mm-hmm. making sure that my blood sugar levels at a decent enough level to exercise, knowing that potentially I could go low, mm. um, and then checking afterwards. Um, what I do notice though um, is that yeah, after different forms of exercise, I will see different blood sugar levels obviously after my 10k run um, my level stayed pretty consistent um, whereas some of those other sports beach volleyball per se I can see it sort of sit a little bit higher after I play mm. yeah so let's talk about planning your exercise clear, clear as mud clear as mud <laughs> diabetes I, it's easy totally, totally shout out easy. to diabetes <laughs> yeah we love it we love it mm-hmm. So let's talk about planning your exercise. Obviously, Brayden, you've had diabetes for a super long time. So you might not need to plan out your exercise as much as someone who's newly diagnosed or new to adding exercise into their routine. Mm, Yeah. 
So it's always a good idea, obviously, to check in with your doctor and your medical team and let them know that you're planning to get more active or trying something new. Yeah, for um, sure. Or more, for more specialized advice, find an exercise physiologist, specifically one with type 1 diabetes experience. Yeah. And not to brag, but we, we know a guy. We do. Uh, Sam is great. Yep. Shout out to Sam. <laughs> so yep. Sam is the strip supply exercise physiologist and he's also living with type 1 himself. Yeah. Uh, he's We're based living. down in Melbourne. So um, if anyone's listening here in Melbourne who needs an exercise physiologist, we can absolutely put you in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And even though you probably already know this, one of the best things you can do is obviously closely monitor your BGLs and how they're trending before you get started, just like you do in your routine, which is awesome. And this will give you a really good gauge on how exercise is affecting your levels and whether there's anything really out of the ordinary happening. Yeah. And look, even if there's any uncertainty, if you've just been diagnosed or you're just starting exercising or doing something differently, um, a CGM would not hurt at all Mm. so that you could monitor yourself while you're playing sport, while you're at the gym and just know exactly what's happening. Um, but of course, you just gotta. I mean, it's a, it's a educated guess at the end of the day. Like like I said last week, um, I can do the same thing twice and have different results with my blood sugar levels. So you do your best, um, and it is an educated guess. So just making sure that you're monitoring and keeping an eye on things and knowing your body, um, your signs of a low blood sugar, your signs of a high blood sugar. Um, I find that's really helpful. Mm. Absolutely. But of course, if you're out there exercising, you're better than anyone who's not out there exercising. Exactly. So just get out there, have a go. And that's one of Sam's mantras as well is, yep. you know, even if you do have maybe not the best diabetes day while you're exercising, maybe yeah. your blood sugar levels are a little bit out of whack. You, you know just- what? On that note, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you, that's but okay. that happened to me yesterday. Oh. So before my 10K run. So... I was at work at lunchtime. My level was low. I could feel it was low. So I had lunch early um, and my lunch was pasta of all things. So a really high carb <laughs> meal. How good. So I went from low to then under bolusing because I was low. Um, Maybe a little high. To a little high. And then having to correct through the arvo. And I tell you what, by 3 p.m. I was ready to fall asleep. My body had just been through it all. Um, so that is a very good point that you were just saying. Mm. And, and yes, that, that's what Sam says. You know, it's, you're not going to get it perfect every time, but think about mm. all the other ways that exercise is helping you and your body. You know, yeah. think about, like we said, the mental, yeah, um, release, um, the fact that you are doing something good for your body, yeah. um, the endorphins that you're going to get out of exercise. Exactly. It is so much more than your blood sugar levels. Yeah. Don't let your, don't let your diabetes stop you from doing any forms of exercise. That's yeah. my advice. Absolutely. Just, just stay safe. Mm-hmm. And on Strip Supply Learn in the module that we'll link in the show notes, we've even got a handy checklist of things to check before exercise, during and after exercise. Mm-hmm. Talking yeah. about after exercise, what do you do after you've finished a workout, Brayden? Um, I'll always reconnect to my insulin pump and then as soon as I can, I'll, I'll check my level. So I'll make sure um, that I know exactly what's going on. If I'm in you know, a good zone, perfect. If I'm a bit high, then I can correct um, or do what I have to do, yeah. Yep. Do you um, like carry sugar with you or if you're out for a run, you know exactly where the 7-Elevens are? Yeah. Um, Run in for a cheeky juice. Yeah, cheeky juice, cheeky Powerade or something mm. like that. Um, look, if I'm out on a run, I don't tend to carry lollies or any sugar with me. Um, that comes back to obviously me knowing my diabetes and knowing sort of what's 
what what might happen mm-hmm. uh, and knowing where the closest 7-Eleven is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm at the gym or if I'm playing touch footy or beach volleyball, then yeah, I always have lollies in my bag. Yeah. So that easy access to sugar if I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, obviously sometimes when I'm running, I might not be close to a, a store, um, but that's when I always just make sure that my level is high enough mm-hmm. that I know that I'm not going to drop below you know, five. Mm. So, yeah. Maybe you do more planning than you realise, Brayden. I actually might. Yeah, I, I might be do. more of a thinker than I think <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, I just, I guess it's just natural for me now. Like I've had it for so nature. long. Um, yeah, I've had it for 16 years now. So, um, Jeez. I, I kind of just, I guess I just know sort of what to expect. Absolutely. Um, But that obviously comes with trial and error. So, Mm. yeah. And like we've said, it's about progress, not perfection. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And of course, one of my favorite sayings is fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So, Oh, it's a great way to live (laughs) your life. (laughs) Always be prepared for anything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, like we said, just remember exercise is about so much more than BGLs and HbA1Cs. 100%. So there's no substitute for the benefits of exercise on your physical, mental and social well-being. So even if you have a rough BGL day with your exercise, don't let that take away from the good you've accomplished by getting out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And getting sweaty. Absolutely. Mm. There's nothing better, to be honest. uh, Yeah, I love it. Um, Ashley. Brayden. Why did the diabetic win the weightlifting competition? Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Why? We're back. Because he was so good at pumping. Oh. Oh, That's a dad joke I've ever heard one. Yep. No, that was a good one. I like that one. I was worried about where that was going to go. Yeah. No, I told you it was clean. Yeah. I told you it was clean. No, that was good. Well, that's all we've got time for for today's episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at strip.supply and be sure to shoot us a DM if you have a topic you want us to discuss next. Yeah. Give us a follow on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share us with your friends, your diabetic friends. Share us with your dog, your cat. It doesn't matter. They'd love to hear us. Yeah. You should actually put our podcast on at the start of the day if you leave your dog at home and just leave it playing on repeat. Have some noise in the house. What do you reckon the dogs would be doing by the end of the day? Checking their blood sugar levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say they'd be going off the walls. <laughs> Turn this off. Uh, no, thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Until then, tell diabetes to get pricked. Yeah. As always, nothing you hear on the Stripped Pod should be a substitute for personalised professional medical advice. Please always consult your clinician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, dosages or healthcare plan.